Welcome to Porch Talk, Sports Talk, All Sports, No Porch. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brock Road Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. We are back. Had to take a week off. Was moving. Uh, it is what it is, though. So we're just going to do a quick recap of week four and week five. Weeks, week six preview should be on the normal schedule. Um, but, you know, as as a good you know podcast that we are, we're going to have to talk Colorado because we are big Dion guys. Yes, sir. Um, so they did lose to USC, but as no surprise to anybody who's watched the Pac-12 um, and has watched USC's defense as a fan as like me, uh, it's fucking dog shit, and they almost let Colorado come and steal that game in the fourth quarter. No, once I seen the score, I was like, this was like very, very close. I'm not surprised they couldn't pull it off, um, but still, very good outing. It was, it was a really good bounce back especially after the Oregon game where they just got absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, dude, they, they finally were throwing. They got their, like, freshman, you know, four or five stars that hadn't been playing in, and then, oh, who who would have thunk it that these guys are fucking good and actually make a difference for your team? Yeah, dogs. And then they came back uh, this past Saturday, and they beat Arizona State, uh, I think convincingly, but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to look up the score, and it'll be actually a lot. I think they were about a field goal. Okay, so it was definitely not convincingly then. Yeah. But a win is a win. A win is a win. That's a big, big win. They're what now? Four and two? Four and two, one in uh one and two in the conference, but like you know, if your losses are to Oregon and to USC, that's nothing to hang your hat on. I was gonna say the best of that conference. Um four and Four and two is not bad for a team that won one game last year. Definitely not. I seen people after they lost to Oregon and then lost again to USC, even a close one. They were like, "We told you they were overrated and prime in Hollywood, and this was never going to work in college football." And I was like, "Wait a second, it did. Like they won one game last year." Yeah, I think. I mean, like rightfully so. Like, I I think we all kind of have a similar feeling about the TCU win now. Like, we don't think TCU is by any means what they were when they were in the championship last year. Yeah, but they're still a good team, and that was still an impressive win. But I think people thought, oh, they beat TCU, or like I I personally didn't think this. I think we talked about it uh, when we were doing like preview and stuff. Like, you know, they could win these games, but USC and Oregon will be a true test. But I guess some people just thought because people were hyping them up that they assumed that they were just going to run the table. And it's like, no, that's, that's not ever what it was going to be. Yeah. They let people like Skip get in their heads. How good could they be? Are they championship contenders? I was like, no, they're, they're not that. They're good. And coming from what they were, they are very good. But, like, let's have some. Let's get a grip. Yeah, I mean, like, what did, I think Dion said it after the Oregon loss where he was like, you know, Good to get me now because we will not be this bad again. Whatever yeah. he said, and I think he was right. Like this, that was the worst they'll probably ever play, and they were got like they were out coached, they were out scheme. Oregon was faster than them and bigger, which you're probably not going to run into that many teams that they think are faster than them. A lot of teams are going to be bigger, but to be beat at what they think they do best was probably hard. There wasn't a lot of adjustments they could make. Yeah, and it's just you're playing in, like, there's just certain places where you play where it's going to be harder. And, like, playing in Oregon for that game, I mean, we saw, we talked about it after, like, the coach was ready. He there was he took it personal. He made it personal, and they fucking, they destroyed him. It just is what it is. Yeah. 
but they bounced back well. I mean, the USC game was good. I think it was very encouraging that they went down and then didn't fucking give up by any means. I mean, again, USC as a fan, defense is still bad, will always probably be bad to a certain extent. But, and then pulling out the win against Arizona State uh, on that field goal, because now I do remember seeing that. Um, like, hey, stacking wins, man. Stacking wins. Literally. I think they... I, th- well, I think at the beginning of the season, the over-under was what? I mean, I think I feel it, like it was four and a half. Yeah. So they might truly, when it's all said and done, they might get out of here with eight, nine wins this year, which I think anything over four was a massive accomplishment. So eight or nine, year one, or a program that was one in 11 last year, that's huge. Yeah, it was three and a half. Uh, three and a half. Over was plus 110. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so already a success. And I think, you know, it's good. It's good for everybody. You know, Colorado's a legit team now, or at least back again. They get good eyes, they get good recruits in there. Like, I think they are leaving the Pac 12. And this is the, the fucking year the Pac 12 is the strongest is their last year being a thing. So, oh, yeah, that's like so crazy. <laughs> so typical. <gasps> You said they got strong, and now all the cop is leaving. Yeah, I saw there like a couple of the schools who like don't have anywhere to go yet are like suing to stop it. I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work out, but I'll be interested to see. I would say I understand why they're doing it. Like you gotta look like you fought, but like you're toast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough look for them. Um, all right, we have two weeks worth of football to talk, so we'll talk Falcons first. Um, the previous week, you guys got destroyed 23-7 to against Jacksonville. And then this past week, what what happened? We Did beat play? the fuck. No, we beat the fuck out of the Texans. Oh, yeah, the Texans. Let's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good good for you. You beat the beat Texans. The fuck up. What I'd like to say is we did not get destroyed by the Jags. If you watch the game, it was very close. Um, at any point in that game, we could have won probably up until the last five minutes. And that just goes to show you how bad Ritter is. You don't know how many times our defense had stops. We'd have good runs, good plays break out, and then it'd be like second and 12 and you're going to have to throw the ball. That's when it was over. The moment we had to throw and they knew we were throwing, there was nothing we could do. (laughs) The game was toast. He is going to lose us. It's like... It's like the it's crazy because we have Mariota. It's like the Mariota Tech Titans days. Like you're not ever going to win because of him. You will definitely lose because of him. The games you're going to win is going to be great defense, running back games, and zero mistakes by him. And at that point, you don't have a fucking quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter, like you said, week four had this terrible game. And then week five, if you look at his numbers, you know, 28 for 37, 329 passing yards and a touchdown. And then it's like, hold on, can he throw? And this is classic Falcons where yep. same thing where you win a couple of games, you win enough to like make a run for the playoffs, like wild card. And then it's like, we got to keep our coach. We got to keep this this core together. We're, we're cooking here. Yeah, we, he's got to go so bad. He cannot throw for the record. Um a lot of those were like wide open. A lot of them were receivers taking the ball. A lot of them were bootleg type things, play action type things where, you know, like we got two good running backs. They're crowding the line. And he abuses the tight ends, but not Kyle Pitts. So it's kind of strange. I was going to ask you about that because I picked up John U. Smith this week in fantasy because I was like, can Cage just not doing it? Like, 
and Hunter Henry and the the uh, fucking Patriots are terrible. So I was like, I'll pick up Jonu Smith because apparently he's the guy that fucking Ritter loves throwing to, not Kyle Fitz. Make it make sense, man. The thing is, before I touch on that, Kincaid, the problem is Ritter can't throw. And Kyle Pitts is like 6'6", 240, run the 4'3". Most of these routes are like vertical down-the-field routes. So all that like drop-off underneath crosser stuff, that's the routes that Johnny was getting because Ritter can't throw. To throw it to Pitts, he would have to like be wide, wide open. And then he's probably still not throwing it. That's the same reason that like Drake London isn't our number one. Drake London is by no means a great receiver, but Drake London is good. He's a bum. We can't use him because of Ritter. Like these big, fast, strong targets, Ritter can't throw. That those receivers got to be on the outside. Ritter's only hitting like the inside guys, the inside routes. For him to hit Drake London, he's got to be like wide open, or it's got to be like a hitch slant, and he'd be missing on the slant. So it's really got to be a hitch. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, this is probably worst case scenario because, like, this is probably the best games of the season by far for Kyle Pitts and Drake London numbers wise, and it's like mm-hmm. probably not going to happen again. Nope, no chance. Yeah, so I guess Johnny Johnny Smith is tight end number one uh, until you guys get a new quarterback. I heard there's rumors. L- listen, Justin Jefferson's on the IR right now for four weeks at minimum with the hamstring. You never know. There's a lot of talk about Kirk Cousins actually being on the trade block now, and the Vikings just getting rid of shit. And I heard Grapevine, Vikings, or Vikings interested in trading uh, Kirk Cousins to the, the Falcons. How do you feel about that? I would love it. Um, Kirk Cousins is good. He's not great. He's good. We got a ton of weapons. We, we can turn this around and win now with Kirk Cousins. We've got a ton of weapons. The problem is going to become what are they asking of us? If we have to give up any of our significant weapons, then we're toast. We're going to be in the same situation. I'm okay with just giving up picks. I'll send them like a second and a fourth, a second and a fourth and a five, and I'm straight with that. If they have to have the first, there's no way you're giving a first for Kurt. But if they have to have the first, they can't get much else in that, and they got to send to somebody. But by no means can we send them Algier or Pitts or Drake London or any of our good young defensive players because then we're like taking steps backwards. We're hustling backwards at that rate. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Vikings, like, in theory, sure, you would want some young pieces, but I think draft capital, especially, like, depending on how this, how the rest of your season goes, where you're probably trying to get one of these quarterbacks, either Caleb Wilson, um, Drake May, maybe Bo Nix, if you like Bo Nix for whatever reason. But young guys don't really do anything, because you already have, I mean, you got Hoggins is on a deal, you got... Jefferson, you just got Addison, KJ Osborne, trash, in my opinion. But you just you just need pieces to to figure things out because it's it's definitely going to be a rebuild season a little bit. What I think is going to happen, sadly, I think we're going to give them Algier because I think the league thinks Algier is like great, which he is, he's good. Mm-hmm. I think most of the league thinks Algier will be like a solid day one starter for any team, which he probably could, and we just haven't had Bijan. And you've seen him almost fall out the lineup and B. John become the starter after one week and start getting these touches. So they might try to trade him while his value is high. Cordell Patterson just came back, so he'll be getting worked in. He'll start getting touches. You don't really have touches to give it to all three of them. So I could see them piecing together like a couple of draft picks out there to try to get a quarterback. 
I completely forgot about Cordell Patterson. Forgot he was even on that offense. Yeah, he just got back uh, last week. They've been easing him back in. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, I mean, but Algier's still – he's young. He's like a, only in his second or third he's year. He's right? second year, so they'd be trading him high. I mean, the thing is, like, do you, you don't want to run Bijan into the ground either. Like, if you have a good two-headed attack, why not keep it that way? But I guess if the if the if if it's too good of an offer, you can't not take it either. I was going to say, I think they're going to think it's too good of an offer, and I think their game plan is going to be, well, we got Cordell back, so, like, that'll be our two-headed monster. Even though, like, last year you were like, love Cordell, we do not need to pay him, let someone else make that mistake. Oh, yeah. I do think that, but we did come up because, like, we got Bijan. So Bijan will be our real running back, and then you get Cordell in there for, like, to give him the breather and the gadget plays. I think it could work, and I think it would be better for Algier because Algier is a dog, and it's tough to see him get, like, the treatment he's now getting because he could roll out of bed and get to 1,000 yards a season easy. Yeah, Cordell's 32, so yeah. if anything, I'd be trying to pawn him off on somebody. I don't know if anybody's trading for a 32-year-old and just got back from injured running back. I, I mean, listen, I think if you can make a package deal with the Vikings to take him, like, they don't really have a strong running back out there right now. Like, Madison, eh, like, they don't really yeah. have anything. That is true. I wish the fucking Lions would uh, take a page from the Falcons and let uh, Jameer Gibbs get some touches instead of fucking David Montgomery. Hell like, no. David is killing it. He is, and it's fucking annoying, dude. I'm like, I drafted fucking... Um, Gibbs and he's not getting any fucking touches. Yeah, you almost need to cut him. You could have told me Dave Montgomery was thirty four, and I'd believe you. Nah, Dave Montgomery is young. He only played like three years in Chicago. It was a dog. It was just he was with the Bears. So like, come on now. Yeah, yeah he's told me about just it. makes you age in my mind ten years. Probably. Uh, you mentioned Kincaid earlier. Like, I do got a trade for you if you're really looking for a tight end. So just let me know. <laughs> nah, dude, I picked up Johnny Smith. That's gonna be my guy this yeah, week. Johnny was all right, but he has no Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews isn't even Mark Andrews right now. The whole that's because fucking Lamar is trash, but he's gonna come back around. Yeah, we'll see. we'll we'll see. I was thinking about it. listen whenever you're ready to trade CMC, let me know. We can really that'll never happen. We can really talk then. Um, quickly on the Eagles, what did we do last week? We definitely won because we're five and zero. Who do we beat? When do we play? Mm-hmm. Oh, we beat Washington in overtime. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! That's I'm like moving great. in. We got no Wi-Fi. I'm trying to stream stuff off my phone on the hotspot. We're like, parents are trying to watch the game. We're trying to move. I'm like, all right, cool. We scored. Game over. Like, sure, there's like a minute 30 in the clock, but like, it doesn't matter. It was a sick touchdown to A.J. Brown. Sam Howe's not going to do anything. And then you just see defense is given like 10-yard cushions on like third and 20, or not even third and 20, like first and 10, and then they're just going down the field. They <laughs> score, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? They pull it out in the end. Shout out to the boy, Jake Elliott. But the offense, I didn't get to watch most of that game, which is also why we didn't record. Because um, I didn't really watch any football last weekend. But uh, it's frustrating. But hey, we won. And then week five, played the Rams. Tough game. Um, yeah, after that first drive, you could have told me Cooper Cup was going to go for 1,000 yards in that game. I would have believed you. Um, but they did somehow figure out how to shut him down. Offense got going. Um, if they could have put up one more touchdown, I could have won myself some good money. So, you know, maybe like, let's try to get in the red zone figured out. Besides that, I have really no complaints. The team still is not a hundred percent yet by no means. They are not hitting on everything, but it seems to like Hertz was running a little more. AJ Brown's going off. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you want to bet whatever 
Devontae Smith's like receptions over under is for probably next week because he didn't get any looks this week against against the Jets. So I assume Sauce is going to be on AJ. Look for Devontae Smith to have some some good numbers. That's probably true. Um, I don't want people to hear that and like get distracted. The Eagles are bad. Like, there's no other way to put it. The Eagles are trash. We just By no means are we trash. We're, we're, the offense is finally starting to get its groove now. They are beating bad teams by, like, a point or two. Name the good team they played. Hey, listen. I, I, I Honestly, watching that game, I agree with you. I think that the slander that you got for the, the Rams at the beginning of the year might have been unwarranted because that's an actually pretty fucking good team watching. Hey, game. the Rams are still going to make the playoffs and go far into the playoffs. And the moment they learn how to really work both Cup and uh, Peak, yeah, and whatever his name is, Paku, at the same time, and you get Keon going, it's toast. Yeah, no. I think, I think the bigger issue that I have is like the offense. I think the offense will be the offense. I think eventually, like, it'll get really rolling. I mean, listen, I don't want to be peaking in fucking October. Like, we're, we're peaking for the playoffs. The defense gives me worries. That back seven gives me a lot of questions, man. Defense isn't good. The defense is old. The offense is old. It's an old team. It's got a few young players and people like, I think they see Jalen. They see AJ. They see Swift. They see Devontae. And they're like, dang, this is a good team. You're not. You got a few good players. Jalen is coming back down to regular. Do not let last season fool y'all. He is regular again. And um, they're not living up to expectations. There's a lot of 5-0 and teams every season. Every season, there's one or two 5-0 and seasons. There's 5-0 and teams that do not go far in the playoffs every year. These Eagles, call it right now. Will not win a playoff game, hands down. That's crazy. Will not win a playoff game. Crazy take. The first team they get, because they're probably going to win enough to have the buy or high seed. The first team they get, smacking them. Oh, it'll be at home. You're not beating the team in the link. Yeah, you are. There's nothing special about that place. Bro, that's insane. Everybody knows. We we saw what happened to the Vikings with fucking Nick Foles. They that no one was winning that game. I can't wait. I'm gonna be the happiest person here. I think the bigger issue for the Eagles in the red zone. I saw this stat tweeted out. Um, any any time Kenny Gainwell, in my opinion, who is the backup running back, who was a starter, then Swift came out. Anytime he gets any touches in the red zone, they are one for six. Anytime DeAndre Swift gets touches, six for nine in the red zone. Kenny Gainwell should not be seeing the field at all. I actually agree. I don't understand um, their usage of Kenny Gainwell. I also don't know, like, Swift is a dog. I would ride Swift until the wheels fell off. has 100%. It's insane. Like, whenever I'm like, oh, sick, we're like, Swift's running, like he's breaking them, and then I just see Kenny Gainwell come out, and I'm like, this guy's been sitting on the bench for two quarters. Why are we putting him out here in the red zone? No, I agree. I think they like it. Like, I don't know. I don't understand the coaches, like, love about this guy like i don't understand why he was the starter to begin with why swift didn't get any touches in like the patriots game and then game one gets hurt it's the best thing that's happened i think they like him in pass pro and i think they like that when people see swift out there they don't think he's gonna get the ball as much even though he has been good in the passing game as well but i think they just like oh gainwell's out there like he's definitely gonna be passing and then they're like, oh we'll give you a nice draw and he picks up two yards i'm like come on man <laughs> 
Yeah, we gotta get Gainwell out of there. But y'all liked y'all loved him last year, so maybe this yeah, is he was, he was a good change of but it was like a good change of pace with like Miles, but like the thing is like Swift is just so much better than everybody by a large margin. It's not close. There's a reason he was a first round draft pick. He would have been a dog in Detroit if he wasn't splitting carries with all of those backs. Swift, he's different, man. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a lot of talk with like him like hesitating and doing too much behind the line and not seeing the holes, and like probably a little bit true, like for sure. But also like maybe the Lions' uh, O line just wasn't as good as the Eagles' O line is when it comes to the run game. It's just different, and you have Jared Goff handing the ball, and you have Jay- like it's just different run setups for the offenses. Yeah, yeah, they need to honestly. They also, but they need to be using um. Fuck, what was I about to say? They need to be using Devontae more too, because it's not just last game. Devontae, I feel like they, Devontae and AJ. I don't have to see his numbers. The one game I watched, I don't think he had great numbers. It almost seems like they're like rotating receivers. Like you get it this game, you get it next game. It doesn't feel like a cohesive offense right now. No, it definitely isn't. Because I mean, like, I think. I think you had a different, like, it was more of a split, and then AJ, like, kind of freaked out. I forgot which game it was. It might have been, like, week three. And then the next thing you know, AJ's going for, like, 170, like, back-to-back-to-back weeks or, like, putting up easy numbers. Devontae kind of started going down in his production, and then Dallas Goddard just has, like, his game finally of, like, balling out. Because I think, uh, I don't even know where week five's at. I forgot what he, but Dallas Goddard had, like, a crazy game this past week. Top top five tight end in the in the league for sure. What? <laughs> Talk about it. Top five. He wouldn't even get Pete T on the Falcons. Bro, eight eight for one ten and a touchdown. It's great Come numbers. On. You think that's good? That goes to show you. Jalen can't throw either. <laughs> Leading that tight end. Can't can't stretch the field to get it to Devontae. Oh man. Dallas Cotter is a field stretcher. You you should see. You, I'm surprised you didn't watch this game. You would have saw put on big time big time plays, big time numbers. Uh, yeah. All right, let's uh transition a little bit into week four slash five recaps. Week four, we're just going to go really high level. Um, I think probably the bigger game at a week four, Buffalo 48, Miami 20. Uh, stop the hype machine, at least for a week on Miami at that time. Well, no, that is true. Josh Allen had good numbers. Devon H.A. had good numbers, and now he's on IR for at least four weeks with the knee injury. So, I mean, are we surprised? I mean, no. It's <laughs> bound to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think one of the issues that I think the Dolphins have is they get all these speed guys. H.A., fast. Mostert, fast. Hill, fast. Fucking the little receiver that's like Hill's clone, fast. What the fuck is his name? I don't know. I'll look it up. Who's the other receiver on the opposite of Hill? Waddle. Yeah. They're, they get all these speed guys. And if it's one thing trap niggas know, those sprinters, they're always pulling something. You're going to have a hammy. You're going to have a quad. It's going to be a sprained ankle. So you got all these fat, twitchy niggas. You're bound to have a cog in that offense with injuries for four or six weeks at a time. Yeah, man, especially because they're having like fucking competitions, racing, trying to catch up with each other in the, in the on the open field. Like, it's just yeah. a disaster, disaster. I hate that this has become like cool to them because, like, I have fast. We'll call it what it is. I've got fast toys as like that coach's personality, and that shit is whack. Bro, Mike McDaniel's is so. 
I don't even know how to describe him. He's just like a weird guy. Yeah, that nigga is strange. <laughs> and I think, I mean, listen, I think Buffalo definitely showed they are not. It, it was good. It stopped the hype train of like the Dolphins are an insane team. Like it calmed them down. It's like, listen, they just got absolutely boat raced in Buffalo. Calm the fuck down. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot they got beat the fuck up. But what I've been I've been telling everybody, you cannot buy into that Dolphins hype. Um, everyone saw that, first off, that 70-point game that they put on the Broncos. But, like, it's like they failed to realize the Broncos are fucking trash. So that game means nothing. So that meant nothing. And then that shootout with the Chargers – and it's like both of those teams suck, like I've been saying. If they play a complete team, they're getting smacked every time. And I don't even think the Bills are the most complete of teams in the NFL. So they – Bills, Chiefs, fuck it. It's probably just the Bills, Chiefs, and Rams. The Lions probably beating their ass. There's a few t- The Eagles might beat them. They're probably on par with, like, the Eagles. I was going to say, I think we played them week seven, so we'll definitely get, yeah. a, get a little preview there. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think this is not what they thought they were. Um, any other things from week four? I would say Dallas destroyed New England, which is nothing. San Fran destroyed Arizona. The Chiefs almost lost to the Jets, which is, I think that's just like a weird Sunday night kind of any given Sunday kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie them. Jets is good, so it's not like surprising. Listen, if they if they traded for an actual quarterback, they'd be a great. I mean, that defense is great. They just need a quarterback. The Jets would literally be the most complete. They're the most complete team in the league. The only thing is, like, they're just missing quarterback. I heard something crazy. One of my little workers at the job the other morning was talking about it. Trade Zach Wilson in whatever draft capital you have away for Dak. Dak is good enough to get on that Jets team. Dak is good enough to get on that Jets team. And yeah, come on now. That Jets team might be super bad with Dak because he's just good enough to like help him get by. He's not enough for the Cowboys. The Cowboys depend on him too much. He's not enough. I think he would be all right with that defense, that system in New York. Because Zach Wilson, truth be told, is almost all right in that system. That's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting trade idea. I won't lie to you. I don't know if Jerry Jones pulls the trigger on that, but it's definitely intriguing. Yeah, I think it'll be solid. I think the. I mean, I don't know. Listen, we could talk all logistics about Dak's contract. I don't know if they actually pull it, but you do have Trey Lance in the waiting in the wings there. If you if you don't believe Dak is that guy and you want to just do whatever. Nah, I would pull it. I would absolutely pull it because, like, that Jets team's good to go. Honestly, fuck it. Trade them away. Put it in Zach's hands or Trey's hands. One of them are going to, like, make that happen. I mean, you're probably going to do a fresh restart because fucking Mike. Is it Mike? No, it's not Mike Daniels. Why? Mike McCarthy is a bad. Bad head coach. The the offense is just not what it needs to be. So he's getting fired after this year anyway. So you can kind of just do a little light rebuild if you want to. I agree. Um, we'll go to week five. Uh, Thursday night football. I just want to know, do you put any stock into Justin Fields and what the Bears did against the Commanders, or is it the Commanders so it doesn't actually matter that much? 
Um, it's the commander, so it doesn't matter at all. But also, like, Justin Fields is trash. And I'm not watching any Thursday Night Football. Because, like, it's been so bad. Like, these games are trash. I mean, it was cool to see DJ Moore go up and put up ridiculous. I think he had 230 yards, like, two, three touchdowns. Insane. Yeah. He did go crazy. He went, sheesh. That goes to show you, like, what he could be on a real team with a real quarterback. It's insane, man. It's insane having these great players, like, wasting away on poverty franchises. Yeah. I be thinking that when it comes to, like, compensation contractually, because, like, even Kyle Pitt's a dog, and we know he's a dog, your next contract, you're wasting three, four years of your life and your body, and, like, you're risking that, attaching that to, like, mm, I've got to have the right system, the right team, the right quarterback to give me the ball. My numbers won't look right, so I might have to take eight, ten million less a year because of this. No chance. Um, I think more players to sit out for real. Honestly, like thinking about this, imagine if like best case scenario, the Falcons had someone like Mahomes or Josh Allen. That offense would be insane, dude. No, that would. That definitely. Sheesh. I mean, Kyle Pitts would be. In the same realm, it's probably like a Travis Kelsey, honestly. Say, like, the greatest tight end ever played. That whole team would be uh, – Drake London would still be Drake London. But. Yeah, Drake London, terrible person. Buffalo – oh, no, they lost. Jacksonville squeaked it out in London. Not surprising, though, because Jacksonville was there the previous week, so I think that just helps them out. But Buffalo I – don't, I don't really put too much stock in that game, but I didn't think the Bills played great either, so. I didn't know the Bills lost. They did. Jeez. Um, do the Lions putting up forty two against Carolina? I mean, it's Carolina, but the Lions they're like four and one. Or the Lions are like that, truly. Cooking, man, they're cooking out there. Dan Campbell's really got something now. No, he does. That's a good team. Um, and I like this because from the start, I've been big on Jared Goff. There were two years in a row I had Jared Goff as my fantasy quarterback when he was on the Rams. I'm big on Jared Goff. I'm big on quarterbacks who I think play quarterback the right way. I think Jared Goff has all the talent in the world. I just think McVay got, one, a little carried away with his schemes and expectations, and then, two, the expectations got a little larger than life. Jared Goff is not going to make the crazy, unhinged-type throws that Matt Stafford is, which puts him ahead of downs, but also counts for turnovers. He's consistent. He's a good thrower. He's a good quarterback. I think he's really been able to reinvent himself in Detroit. Because when he went there, people thought this was about to be a like, year gap until they drafted somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be that, and then they were probably going to draft someone, and Jared Goff was going to be out. But no, man, he really has revitalized it, I think. And I think it's a good system. Like you, It's definitely they're trying to run the ball, and then you have good people on the outside who can get open. I mean, Amon Ron St. Brown's great. Jamison Williams back from the gambling suspension. Fucking Sam Laporta is a dog at tight end. Like, they have a lot of weapons out there. Laporta is fucking crazy good. That's really, that's really what I thought Kincaid was going to be. But no, they just, the Bills, they love Dawson Knox, and they just won't throw it to my guy. It's terrible. Yeah, that's like, sheesh. Um, let me ask you about this, because I know this ruins your fantasy team. 
Anthony Richardson out. I think he might be even going on IR. I can't remember for sure. Like, what, what the fuck is going on with my guy here? I hate him. I hate him. Um, <laughs> I hate him, and here's why. I loved him at first. I told my boy the other day when I was talking about it. He might die. Anthony Richardson. What? RG3 was stupid. Like, he wasn't careful, but he had knee injuries, leg injuries. Most quarterbacks, they're having, like, leg injuries. They get a couple of ribs broken, being too reckless. Like, even when fucking Andrew Luck and them, they were getting knocked out with, like, rib injuries, leg injuries. Cam, it was his shoulder. It was some chest pain. This, that, and the third. This nigga. Every time I've started him, he's fucked me over, and that's why I'm down two games now. Um, in fantasy, all because of him. It's like he's got no fucking care in the world. It's like it would be cool if you were like a, a middle linebacker that nobody gives a fuck about. You're the face of this franchise, and he's playing with such reckless abandon of his body. He's been knocked out of four of the five games he's played. And the other game he missed because he was hurt. Oh, God. How is he getting knocked out every game? Concussion protocol, fucking shoulder injury, fucking more concussions. What is happening? I mean, there was some talk like Andy Richardson plays wild and like it goes well, but like he's going to learn that this is the NFL, not college. And it just doesn't seem like he's learned this yet. Yeah, like that's that is crazy. They they almost like I don't know who needs to talk to him. Like I don't know if RG three needs to get in the fucking phone with him. They need to bring in like a veteran quarterback like Shane Steichen. Someone's got to talk to this kid about. Him. I mean, I will say the tackle that he like got hurt on didn't look crazy, but like the other stuff that he's got hurt on, it's just kind of like, brother, like we don't got to go one hundred and ten on every single play. This is what um I personally would have to do. I'd bench him. I'd bench him probably for the rest of the year. And I, Gardner probably going to win you just as many games as Anthony Richardson would. So I would bench him until he learns this tough lesson because you've already invested too much in this quarterback. You A first-round pick, the money you're going to pay him, the stunting of your growth that's going to do because you can't draft another quarterback in the first round next year. So you've already invested in him. You got to make sure it's clear to him that like we cannot allow you to play ball this way, or this investment in you we've made is going to be down the drain in less than six months. He has been knocked out of four or five games already. Like that's crazy. And like I think two of them were concussion related, weren't they? At least yes. one was definitely concussion. I think two were concussion. One was shoulder. I don't know what the fuck the other one was, but like, come on, man. So we, we we saw what's going on, what fucking happened with two of last year concussions. Like you we've seen it with so many quarterbacks where you gotta protect yourself. Like I was getting very frustrated with the way Jalen Hurts played in the first couple games, not running the ball and sliding early. But like, hey, you don't have to go that far, but like maybe watch a little Jalen Hurts film and see how he's protecting himself this year, because what you're doing out in Indy is not gonna keep that career going any longer. Yeah. It's he got to. We, we got to get him out of there. We got to sit him. I think that's – it's tough, but I think it's the right choice for your franchise. You'll be down a little right now, but you'll bounce back. Yeah, someone, someone's got to talk to him.
And if that takes benching him and, you know, not rushing him back and making him sit there and watch, like, hey. I mean, listen, he doesn't have to play. Like, Gardner Minshew, like you said, is a very capable backup and will probably win you as much as he would in his rookie year. Now, the experience is one thing, but if he's if he's playing reckless or just get hurt like that, it doesn't benefit you to fucking trot him out there to get hurt every single game. Yeah. Um, New England lost 34-0 to to the Saints. Some people are saying, is this Bill Belichick's last year? And Is he going to have to leave the Patriots? It might need to be. Like, you could you could blame it on last year with fucking, I don't know why you have Matt Patricia running the offense. And, like, there's clearly issues in New England. But, I mean, the defense is good. Like, Bill Bill's defense is always good. The offense is an issue. And if you can't develop, like, I wouldn't, let's say they just fucking lose out or something or, you know, end up with, like, a top 10 pick trying to get a quarterback. Like, I don't know if you want to give Bill a chance for that, even though I think Mac Jones is probably, like, what, the fourth or fifth best quarterback in that draft anyway, so it's not like he was going to be a number one yeah. superstar to begin with. But Yeah, and they sold. Like, that's a piece of trash. They got a – I'm trying to think of what they could do to, like, get better. They need help on offensive line. I saw the videos of, like, people just breaking through. Like, they had no, no solutions there, but – He's. I thought I liked him. The more I see, the more I don't like like him. So, yeah. I mean, they have they have weapons. I think the issue is like these weapons are probably good five years ago. Devontae Parker, Mike Isecki, Ezekiel Juju, Ty Montgomery, Hunter Henry. Like, it's not. That's not what I need for my for my offensive weapons. I agree. <laughs> Um, Cincinnati bounced back against Arizona, which is a good win. Joe Burrow back. Jamar Chase, three touchdowns. You said Chase had three touchdowns this week? Yeah. Put up 192 for three touchdowns. Insane game. Dang, he must have really turned up. I didn't even... Actually, no, I did. I seen he had like 50 fantasy points. It was like him and DJ Moore just played out of their minds this week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, minor game I don't really want to talk about, but just shout out to the Jets for beating the Broncos. I know it was all about fucking Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton. I thought it was funny that they named Nathaniel Hackett a fucking team captain for the game, the sole team captain, and he got a game ball after the win. No, that's crazy. <laughs> fucking, a coach as a team captain is insane. Like, what are we doing? Fucking high school football here, guys? Come on. If I'm being honest... Is Sean Payton washed too? Because like Russell is definitely washed, but like it might be time we start calling him Sean Wash too. Yeah, I don't think I've watched a single game of the Broncos. Um, I'm trying to avoid them because they are a bad team. They are one in four. I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't realize I, assume, that. I I want to put the blame on Russ for right now, but hot seat for sure, Sean Payton. Yeah, because, like, Russ been kind of putting up numbers. A lot of it is garbage time. A lot of them is losses. But at the same time, like, when Sean Payton was at the end of his tenure in New Orleans, they weren't that crazy either. Like, maybe it's the Drew Brees effect. Everybody talks about how great Belichick was tied to Brady. It's probably very similar for Sean Payton. And Sean Payton is an offensive coordinator. By nature. So once he lost Drew Brees, then Saints was no longer than Saints. Yeah, the Saints have never been the Saints since then either, but 
I mean, the only win they have is against Chicago, and then I forgot they were on the other end of the 70 points from Miami. They lost to the Commanders and <laughs> to the Raiders, who I think we can both agree those teams are not good. They've lost, yeah. bottom, they've lost to four of the bottom five teams in the league. Yeah, that's – yeah. Sean Payton, I mean, I don't think – because this is his first year there, I think Russ is definitely gone, either trade or just fucking take the cap and release him. But Sean Payton will definitely be on a short leash come next year. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City, Minnesota, quick game, 27-20. Uh, Travis Kelsey almost got hurt. Now there's big talk of trying because the Swifties are now behind Travis Kelsey to get grass and fields, which or grass and stadiums, which I'm not mad at. I think you should have grass. There's enough data out there to say that you get – injured on turf a lot more so that's cool no i agree it should have been this should have been something that was done a long time ago people have been calling for like turf for so long and like we don't have any at some point it's be for real can we have an honest conversation i'm just looking at this um like we we talked about earlier how the Eagles are just not really a good team right now. Like they're they're not clicking. The Chiefs have not looked good either this year. Oh, I agree. The Chiefs have, but that's the problem with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs almost have like a Warriors effect, where like they know they're good, they get bored. Because if you watch the Warriors in the NBA season during the year, it's kind of like whatever with them outside of the year where they had niggas hurt. It's kind of like a whatever year. But then when playoffs come around, they turn it on. And I kind of think that's how the Chiefs approach the NFL, it seems. The problem with that becomes, like, it's hard to just turn it on when the playoffs come around because they're playing good teams. I think, like, honestly, kind of looking at this, I could agree with that. I also just think they don't really have, like, as far as their offense, they don't have, like, it's Travis Kelsey. Like, I had Rasheed Rice on my fantasy team dropped him because I was not really helpful. Like they don't really have any strong standout like receivers to help get that passing game really going, and I think that's also an issue. They just don't have as many weapons on offense right now. Yeah, no, that is an issue. So I don't know how to resolve that. I mean, trade deadline, maybe you make a move for somebody. I saw Van Jefferson actually got traded to the Falcons today. I forgot about that. I did see that. Didn't really love it because, like, I mean, why? Again, how are we gonna use them? And I like Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson was a key component to me and why I thought the Rams were going to be able to sustain this because him as the third, I think he is that good of a third to where um, it was going to be able to make a difference. Having him as your third, like, that's great. I don't know if whoever their third now is going to be is, like, anything. Damn, not anything, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I just don't – I don't really understand it from your guys' perspective because you already have enough weapons who don't see the ball. So I'm like, what? what's the benefit to you guys to get him in? The benefit is like not much because we're not doing anything right now anyway. So if you guys get a – if you get Kirk Cousins in there, like hold on, it's a whole different ball game now. Like you got someone who can really – I guess – I'm. In in my mind, not looking up any stats, I would assume Van Jefferson is fast. Oh yeah, I think he is fast. We're at a four three nine. Yeah, he's someone to open up that offense a little bit because you know Drake London's not doing it, and you, I mean Kyle Pitts could do it, but I don't think I want him to be taking the top off to clear things out. So, could be helpful. 
Um, I'm not going to talk about Monday night, so we can talk about Sunday night. The 49ers absolutely dog-walked the Cowboys. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to overreact to this, but I do think, and I will say, like, I don't like the San Fran, but I think they look and are the best team in football right now. I do think they're also the best team in football right now. I also think that Brock Purdy is really showing people that he is that guy. It's crazy that he was the last pick picked, but he's showing people that he is on like a superstar, pro, not even Pro Bowl, all pro MVP type trajectory. I'm not going that far, but I, I will say I will give respect where it's due. Like I get don't get me wrong. I think everybody knows Kyle Shanahan's offense can make any quarterback look good, but I do think that Brock Purdy is making certain decisions and throws that like Jimmy G wasn't making. And I think that's exactly it. Keep in mind, Matt Ryan was an MVP under that offense with the Falcons. So yeah. I think Purdy might be playing the best, if not among the best football as a quarterback right now. I don't know anyone playing better football than him. I mean, his his numbers are perfectly perfectly good, uh, but I think it's more of just him not making bad decisions and him making just smart, easy decisions, good throws, and then the that team just does what it does. You have so many people on the offense. This is what the Falcons' offense could look like if you had a decent quarterback back there. Well, not if we had a decent quarterback. That's true, though. You know, I'm interested to see. Uh, the, Eagles, the Eagles schedule has me worried, man, because like, we're about to start hitting that gauntlet where – after the Jets, we see the Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, eh. But then Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks, like that fucking 49ers game, that Bills game. Like, I, I'm, I don't know where to stand at. And I'm definitely, if I want to win any of these games for sure, I would love to beat the 49ers to shut them up for last year. But if this team doesn't get any better, the 49ers might have a fucking day out there. <sighs> yeah. The Niners are crazy. They're crazy good. What the fuck? I also just think Dak, like, I don't know if you watch that game. Dak just made so many poor decisions with the ball. Like, he didn't help that team, his team out at all that game. I didn't watch. I went to bed. Um, I did that great bang. Four picks. I'm not surprised, though. Like, that's who Dak is. That's why every year it's like, we got him a new coach. We got him a new coordinator. He's got a new quarterback coach. I'm like, y'all have wasted more time on this deck project than I've seen, like, in a long time. So, um, Let's move on because we're, we're running pretty long here. I know you're, you're a working man who has probably 10 more hours of work left to do. Probably, truly. Um, today's Wednesday, Thursday night, Denver, Kansas City. Oh, I guess maybe I'll watch. You know what? I'll probably try to avoid watching this game. I assume Kansas City will win. Yeah, but I'm not watching – Actually, for betting purposes, I'm riding with uh, the Broncos. No, you're not. It's a rivalry game. I might throw like five on it. It's a rivalry game. Rivalry's good, tricky. Is it in Denver? It's in Kansas City. Uh, that doesn't help. Um, the Chiefs are minus ten and a half. Are you going to take money line or take the spread? Oh, I'm taking the money line. Uh, you're, a, you're a sick, sick man. Uh, yeah, like the Chiefs haven't been playing good. If there's an upset, this is it. What's the money line? It's got to be like six something. Dude, I don't even want to. The NF- the problem is NFL money line do not be like the college money line. No, no, no. They they do not. I mean, I think you got. I think the luckiest you got was probably that fucking. Kansas City is minus five fifty. Denver's plus four hundred. 
So huh. you're making twenty. It's not bad. That nah, that ain't enough. <laughs> you need it to be like a fucking fifty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um oh, dude, I'm so tired of these London games. Baltimore and Tennessee. I don't care about this game, but I think the the Ravens are on the hot seat for just so many things. No, nah, that's accurate. Um, Washington at Atlanta. Are you guys gonna win? We should. Uh, I, I like the confidence. <laughs> like the confidence. Yeah, like this. <laughs> uh, Minnesota Chicago is a bad game. Seattle at or Seattle at Cincinnati could be a good game. Um, if I mean, as long as fucking Joe Burrow is still healthy. San Fran at Cleveland. What do you think about that game? Oh, they'll beat the fuck out of Cleveland. I think I saw when it opened up. Like, I don't. I don't know if this changed. I'm gonna check it right now. I'm pretty sure it opened up as like San Fran minus one, and it's now at San Fran minus six point five. Yeah, I thought about hopping on that when it was like four and a half, and I was like, eh, we'll see. Um, Carolina, Miami, and eh, Miami should win. India, Jacksonville, Jacksonville should win. Um, New Orleans at Houston. I think I could see Houston winning that. Bad game, though. New England at Las Vegas, bad game. Arizona at Los Angeles, bad game. Oh, so these are one of bad games. Yeah, I mean, even like the Eagles and the Jets, like, I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, we should win. I mean, that Jets defense is good, but Zach Wilson, so, eh. Detroit at Tampa Bay, eh. Dude, the Giants at Buffalo, bad. Dallas at the Chargers is probably the best game. That's Monday night. Probably, and even at that, like, that has the makings of a bad game, too. This is a. It's a bad week for the best game of the week. Might really be the Falcons Commanders. Yeah, that's that's definitely not it. This is this is what they call apple picking season, where you're just apple picking on Sunday because, and you're just checking your fantasy team and your bets because I don't know if any of these games are worth really sitting down. This is a red. If you have red zone, this is a red zone day because I don't. I wouldn't watch any of these games. Oh yeah, no, like none of these games are worth my time. I might not. I might find something else to do on Sunday. I was gonna say, like, I mean, that's like your one day off. Like, I would not waste it watching fucking that. But I got an OM now, so like, about to have my Saturdays fucking back. Oh, that's big, dude. Yeah, that means you can watch the uh, start watching the UFC fights with me. I don't know if that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> quick, quick, real quick talk, just for the real ones uh, only. Uh, Phillies are in the playoffs. They're one and one with the Braves uh, as a bandwagon uh, Phillies fan until they lose. Put all your money on the Phillies to win tonight. I think the game starts in like 10 minutes. Sid's Bank Park beating the Braves. Take the money lines like minus 125 probably. Easy win. They're not losing tonight. Red October. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Do you watch baseball? When did this start? Um, I joined the bandwagon when they won in the wild card, so I've I've kind of watched one and a half games. But I just like talking about it. It's a really fun bit for me. Mm. Yeah. So if they win today, I'll I'll put something else on my story about how it's Red October and the Phillies can't be can't be beat. It's my it's my new thing until they lose. I hate that. <laughs> and basketball starts soon. We're almost back. Yeah. We're in preseason right now. Um, all right, but we got to go. Uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A, Listen to an Apple Podcast. If you're on Spotify, share the podcast with a friend. Greatly appreciate you listening. Back next week. Peace.